yes, yes, yes. Welcome to another interesting podcast of all things basketball podcast. And I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there today? Happy Memorials Day. I hope you had a lot of barbecue out there because Coach Luke sure tried to chew up on some barbecue. Well, let's get it started. The name of this episode, episode 10, is Championship. Championship. And all of y'all know what I'm talking about when I say championship. It's a wonderful, wonderful day. It's a memorial day. It's a holiday. And let's get things started. First, we're going to talk about, well, before we get things started, let's just tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in once again to All Things Basketball on Facebook. Hit the email button if you need good training. All ages, all sizes, anybody that wants to play basketball and get and learn how to play basketball better, hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Well, all right, let's get into episode 10, championship. All right, well, the way we're going to start this episode is give a great, great, great congratulations to the Toronto Raptors. This is the first championship that they will be reaching and I'm very excited about it because you know Coach Luke picked the Toronto Raptors not only to be in the finals, but to win the finals. Now, I did have um, Toronto meeting Portland, but one team is at least better than no team. So I believe that Toronto will win the NBA championship. Now, they have an uphill battle, but then again, it's always an uphill battle when you're going for a championship. The cohesiveness must be right. The camaraderie must be right. The, everybody must play together as a unit to make things happen. And all the coaches have to be on board and do their job. Everything has to be in sync in order to win a championship. And that's the good thing about a championship. But the, before we get started into the championship, we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Right now, I want to talk about a gentleman Right now, I want to talk about a gentleman who's the president of the Toronto Raptors. His name is Monsieur Ujiri. Monsieur Ujiri. And I tell you, he's an excellent, excellent uh, president of operations for the Toronto Raptors. I'm going to give you a little history on Mr. Ujiri right now. Excuse me. He started as a roving scout for the Denver Nuggets. From there, he moved up and applied for the general manager's job of the Denver Nuggets, and he accepted that job. He stayed with the Denver Nuggets for six years as the general manager and did an excellent job in Denver. From there, he moved on and accepted the job with the Toronto Raptors as their general manager. He worked there for a while as a general manager and was moved up to the president of operations for the Toronto Raptors. Now, the reason why I'm giving Monsieur Ujiri, boy, that's a name, it's it's a hard name, but I'm going to get Monsieur Ujiri, all of the kudos in the world, is because he rolled the dice this past summer, meaning he rolled the dice when he fired then Coach of the Year, Dwayne Casey. He 
He fired the coach of the year last year, citing that the team had to get better. And there was a big uproar when he fired Dwayne Casey last season. He also rolled the dice when he traded their superstar DeMar DeRozan to San Antonio, also citing that they must get better. Even though in that trade you got one Kawhi Leonard, it was still a big uproar in the Toronto Raptors building and Toronto abroad. He put himself in the hot seat. He rolled the dice. He gambled on his knowledge of the game and it paid off for him because now the Toronto Raptors are going to their very first NBA championship. And I'm very excited about this because it shows that hard work and believing in your knowledge of the game. And he's a great basketball mind and he believed in the knowledge of the game and he made those moves and now those moves have paid dividends. Now, I don't know if Monsieur Rajuri will get the um, Executive of the Year Award, but I tell you right now, I would be surprised if anyone else did. I really would. And, you know, this was not the norm. This was not the norm, firing the head coach, the coach of the year. It, coach um, Franchises just don't do those type of things. But Monsieur Rajuri took it upon himself and did it. And it was a great, great move. It was a great, great move. Nick Nurse is an excellent coach. He replaced Dwayne Casey, and it was an excellent move by Monsieur Ujiri. He did that, and then he turned around, like I said, and traded DeMar DeRozan, who was a big, big, big staple in the Toronto Rapture building, and, and made that trade for Kawhi Leonard. And that was an excellent, excellent trade. And I tell you what, it has paid off for the Toronto Raptors. So I would just like to say kudos to Monsieur Ruggieri and everything that he did with the Toronto Raptors. And congratulations to him and the rest of his staff. And also, I got to give Bobby Webster, the general manager of the Raptors, a great round of applause also. I can't just forget him. He did a lot of good things in that Rapture building this year. And so to Monsieur Ujiri and Bobby Webster, both these guys deserve a round of applause for where the Toronto Raptors are taking it. And on Thursday night, where they're taking it is the NBA Finals. Okay. We have news out of New Orleans. David Griffin and Rob Palenka, respectively. David Griffin is the new president of operations for the New Orleans Pelicans. And Rob Palenka, as we know, because I've, I've talked about Mr. Palenka several times on the podcast, he's the general manager of the Lakers. And what, what I'm hearing is, those two gentlemen are in heated talks. They've been talking ever since the combine in Chicago. I don't know how many times they've been talking, but they have been in constant contact with one another. So, I mean, there's got to be something brewing between the New Orleans Pelicans right now 
and the Los Angeles Lakers. What? I don't know. Coach Luke doesn't know what, but something brewing between those two teams. So we have news that David Griffin and Rob Palenka have been in constant contact, and we'll keep you guys, the listeners, abreast of every situation that's going on between those two teams. Like I said, the Toronto Raptors are on their way to their first championship. Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, Mark Casal, Norm Powell. Hey, these guys deserve it. They've been through a tough, tough season. And now they're going to the NBA Finals. And it's just a great, great thing. You know, it's wonderful to see a team persevere and go through the ups and downs of a rigorous season and then prevail and get to the NBA Finals. So win or lose, Toronto is 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 an excellent team, and they've achieved so much. But again, like Coach Luke said, I really think that the Toronto Raptors have a chance to upseat the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions. I really think they got a very, very good chance. Again, I need you to tap in, baby. You got to tap in. All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in again. All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. If you need good training, we got great coaches on deck. Don't be shy. Just tap on in and hit the email button and leave your information and we'll get right back to you. WNBA. Well, the WNBA started, people, and I'm very excited. I'm a big, big, huge fan of the WNBA, and I couldn't be more excited about the opening night and the recap that we're about to go through right now. They've had a, a, a lot of excitement in the first couple of nights of the WNBA. And here we go with the recap. The Atlanta Dream, 76. The Dallas Wings, 72. The defending champion, Seattle Storm, wow, 77. The Phoenix Mercury, 68. For the for the defending champion Seattle Storm, like I said, they still have them at the top of the power ranking. And hey, maybe they were right and I was wrong because I was always saying that it looked to me like the the Los Angeles Spark should be bumped up to number one due to the injuries. But Natasha Howard chipped in with twenty one points and seventeen rebounds. Jewel Lloyd also added 17 for the defending champions. And Jordan Canada added 16. And so the Seattle Storm defending champions beat the Phoenix Mercury. The Minnesota Lynx defeated the Chicago Sky by the score of 89-71. to Nafisha Collins had her WNBA debut. And boy, 
What a talent. Nafisha Collins is an excellent, excellent ball player. But no one saw this coming in her very first uh, NBA, WNBA game. She chipped in 27 points in her debut, and it was just an excellent, excellent game. Coach Luke saw a little bit of that game. Saw a little bit of that game. I actually didn't know that it was on TV. And when I turned, it was, you know, it was somewhat going off. But I saw a glimpse. And Nafisha Collins, Collier, I mean, had an excellent, excellent game. And news from the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics are trying to get involved in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. They're trying to use the Laker problems earlier before trade deadline and circumvent themselves into play. Um, General Manager Ainge is trying to make a huge play for Anthony Davis' services this summer. You know, Anthony Davis still has one year on his contract. So any way that you can get him, it would have to be a sign and trade. And from what we're hearing, and this is not totally uh, on the board, but what we're getting is they want to give the New Orleans Pelicans, they would like to trade with the New Orleans Pelicans. The people, the, the players that they're mentioning right now are Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, a number one pick in 2020, and two second round picks in 2021. Total six for one. Anthony Davis going to the Boston Celtics for six different players, three draft picks, and three current players in the NBA. So this is what's going on from the Boston area. They're making a strong push for Anthony Davis's services. And of course, that probably the Boston Celtics probably won't be the only team that make a strong push for Anthony Davis's services because he's just a phenomenal player and he's going to help a team out there. Because as I said before in the last episode, Anthony Davis feels like he's finished. His time is up in a New Orleans Pelicans uniform, and he really wants to be traded to another team and have another location. A breath of fresh air. I think it's deserved by the organization as well as Anthony Davis. So again, the Boston Celtics are pushing real, real hard to get Anthony Davis in the green and white of the Boston Celtics. Wow, this is some real serious news. And Coach Luke is breaking it first. But before I break it, I need you to tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And we, you know, we're going to hit the email button and uh, we're going to get your great, great coaches out there to train you. And I tell you, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's the holiday weekend. Now, like I said, this is breaking news and it's coming from 
All Things Basketball podcast first. You might hear it on other media basketball outlets, but I'm breaking this. All right. Memphis. Memphis Grizzlies have the number two pick in the draft. By all intensive purposes, we always thought that it would be Zion to the New Orleans Pelicans. It would be John Moran to the Memphis Grizzlies. And then it would be R.J. Barrett to the New York Knicks. For the most part, we always thought that those three picks were kind of etched in stone, barring trade. Because again, once you get in these positions, trades are made, pieces are moved, players are moved. Now we're hearing uh, the news that John Morant met with the Memphis Grizzly Brass for two and a half hours last week. Both parties left uncertain whether John Morant will be in a Grizzlies uniform. All right? Memphis has Memphis Grizzlies have also said they not they're not sure that John Morant will be the number two pick. They are now undecided on who they'll pick at number two. Wow, so I don't know what this two and a half hour meeting was all about, but I'll tell you, for those two parties, John Morant's representatives as well as the Memphis Grizzly Brass, they had a two and a half hour meeting, and when both parties came out of that meeting, both parties were very, very uncertain on what that who that number two pick would be. Some people are saying that John Morant might drop. Now, I don't understand why John Morant, an excellent talent like John Morant, will drop in the draft. I really don't believe that will happen because I'll tell you right now, if the Memphis Grizzlies at number two do not pick John Morant, I'm pretty sure the Knicks with their new brass will swipe in and grab him at number three. I don't see the New York Knicks, unless barring is something very serious that's going on that Coach Luke doesn't know about this John Morant situation, uh, uh, um, for them to say that John Morant possibly could drop to five or six in the draft. All right? But one of the things that I'm finding out and I'm hearing little whispers about is uh, um, on the John Morant representation side is um, uh, citing merchandise. They're citing television deals. And, you know, one of the things that's going on with that is when you're a player of John Morant's magnitude, you want to know that your jersey is being moved properly. You want to know what type of television deal the team has in place. You really want to know those things. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This is bringing me back to Kobe Bryant when Kobe Bryant was picked by the Charlotte Hornets. And then on draft day, these things, these same type of things was being cited by Kobe Bryant's representation. Okay. And then on draft day, there was a trade made. All right. There was a trade made. And Charlotte traded Kobe Bryant to the Los Angeles Lakers. This is somewhat bringing Coach Luke back to that time. 
when you start citing uh, merchandise and jersey sales and um, television deals. Well, you know, Memphis is a small market. And what happens with small markets, they don't have big, big television deals. And they don't have five or six year television deals. What happens is with small markets, and this is in any sport, they kind of move around, all right? They might sign with a television outlet for two or three years, and then they move to another one that might be offering more money. Though That's how small markets really generate TV deals, okay? And so right now, probably at this point, not knowing everything about the situation, but I'm pretty sure the Memphis Grizzlies don't have a major, major TV deal in place. And something like that would alarm a player and the representation of John Morant. Because, you know, when you're coming out of college with the talent that John Morant has, you really want to capitalize on everything. You don't want anything to be left out. So I don't know what uh, um, the Memphis Grizzlies are really hesitant about, but as far as John Morant's representation, this is what's coming out as far as his representation and why they're iffy about the Memphis Grizzlies. So this is being broke on all things basketball podcasts. It's the first time being heard on any media outlet. So when you hear it, you'll say, man, Coach Luke was already talking about this. Give me my props, baby. (laughs) So that's what's going on with John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies. They are uncertain whether they will pick John Morant with the number two pick. Okay, and recruiting news. R.J. Hampton, five-star recruit. R.J. Hampton is a phenomenal ball player. He's just a phenomenal ball player. And I'll tell you what, he hasn't made a, a decision yet on which college he would go to. But the front runners are Kansas, Memphis, and now Penny Hardaway, my boy Penny Hardaway at Memphis, has the top recruit class in the country. So, boy, if he can get R.J. Hampton, I'm telling you, man, the rest of the NCAA basically is in trouble, all right? Because if Penny Hardaway can get R.J. Hampton, man, it's, it's, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be something else to watch the University of Memphis. But back to R.J. Hampton, he has not decided yet which college he's going to attend. But one of the things that's going on with a guy like R.J. Hampton, everybody wants to know where is he going and play for his, his collegiate career. So everybody is on pins and needles listening and trying to hear whether R.J. Hampton is going to go to Kansas, whether he's going to go to Memphis. And I didn't mention the last team. The last team is the University of Indiana. So those three teams are in the running for R.J. Hampton services. And whoever gets R.J. Hampton is going to get a hell of a player. 
Okay, all right. Again, I need you to tap in. Come on, it's the Memorial Day holiday. Tap in the All Things Basketball podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. If you need good training, you know, leave your information. And you don't have to leave your number, but leave your information and we'll get right back to you. All right? Download. Hit the like button. Share. Share your comments. Come on, people. This is for you. Let's go. All right. The Houston Rockets explore trading Chris Paul. Wow. Well, you know, the Houston Rockets has been beating the drum, beating the drum, beating the drum, and they've lost to the Golden State Warriors five consecutive seasons. So, you know, I believe Daryl Morey, he's the type of general manager, as I told you before, he doesn't sit. He's also one of the best general managers in the game of basketball. So he's not going to sit. So he's probably looking at the tea leaves and looking at the team and, and just looking at all of the players, not just Chris Paul, all of the players. The only player that he's probably not looking at. Well, the only player that I know he's not looking at is the beard, James Harden. James Harden is going nowhere. But everybody else is touchable in that locker room. Everybody else. So, Daryl Morey made some comments, um, and, and he's saying, you know, you know, they gotta get better. They're gonna have to make some changes. And so, this is the first I'm hearing, but Chris Paul is an excellent, excellent player. And I'll tell you what about Chris Paul. He still got a good four to five years left at a high, high level. I'm going to let you know, Chris Paul still can play some basketball. But what's coming out of Houston is they are exploring whether they can make a trade and get something back for Chris Paul. And that's surprising to Coach Luke. I never thought that it would get to that point. I thought maybe, you know, the interior, not Chris Paul or James Harden. I thought the interior might get uh, moved around. When I say interior, I'm talking about small forward. I'm talking about center. I'm talking about uh, power forward. I thought the interior, the down low players, were more uh, uh, um, looked upon as far as being moved. All right? I didn't I didn't have any idea that he was going to name uh, Chris Paul. But evidently, they're looking to try to move um Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul is an older player, but then again, again, like I said, like Coach Luke said, he still has a lot left in his tank. I think he's very productive. And I mean, when he played that game six uh, uh, against Golden State, Chris Paul really showed his worth. And so I believe, you know, Houston should really back off and kind of keep Chris Paul. I think I, me speaking as a coach, I don't see anything wrong with their guard play. And when I say guard play, I'm also including Eric Gordon in there. I'm talking about uh, um, James Harden, Chris Paul, and Eric Gordon. I wouldn't move any of those guys from that team. But evidently, you know, Dal Morey sees it a whole lot different than Coach Luke. 
and he's got Chris Paul. He's shopping Chris Paul to uh, the teams in the NBA, maybe to get another stellar guard out the deal. Well, I tell you what, you better watch it because if Chris Paul gets with his good old buddy, King James, in Los Angeles, you you know, the league is going to be on notice. They're going to have a problem if those two guys play together because that's all they wanted to do ever since they came into the league is play together. And they're very good friends because of, from what I understand, Chris Paul is LeBron James' son, Godfather. And so they're that close. And all they wanted to do is play ball together on the same team. So Daryl Morey is moving, uh, trying to move Chris Paul. Now, will they move him to the Lakers or make a trade with the Lakers? I'm not so sure. But I just mentioned that because I know how close Chris Paul and LeBron James are. They're very, very close. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Also, tap into All Things Basketball Facebook. Hit the email button if you need good training. I got a lot of great coaches on deck. You leave your information and we'll get right back to you. And we can push your game and make your game a whole lot better. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. You know what I'm saying? Hit the download button. Like. Share. You know, share your comments. You know, the Instagram is open and I don't expect it to move that much tonight because everybody's partying. It's a holiday, but it's open. It's open for comments. It's open for questions. Right now, the Instagram at All Things Basketball Podcast is open. So holla at your man, Coach Luke. Is Luke Walton a nurturer of talent? All right, that's a good question. As soon as I said, you know, the Instagram is open, that came through. All right, I'm going to answer that. I'm not sure. From what I see, Luke Walton is a good coach. Don't get me wrong. Is he a nurturer of talent? Well, guess what? We're going to find out because now he's the head coach of a very, very young nucleus. So we're going to find out right now about Luke Walton. I know when he was in Golden State as Steve Kerr's assistant, we really couldn't say he was a good nurturer of talent because, you know, you're coaching. You did those 30 games when Steve Kerr was out with the back injury. All right? Nurturer of talent, we don't know because they were already ready-made. All right. You had Clay Thompson. He was already a veteran. You had Steph Curry. He was already a veteran. You had Draymond Green, a veteran. Andre Iguodala, a veteran. You didn't have to nurture those players. So that's why I'm saying I'm not so sure. Is he a good coach? Is Luke Walton a good coach? Yes, he is. I can spot a good coach a mile away. So Luke Walton is a good coach. But your question was, is he a nurturer of talent? Is he a developer of talent? The verdict is still out for Luke Walton as far as being a developer of talent. And again, like I'm saying to you, 
Now we will find out because now he's in he's in Sacktown. Excuse me, he's in Sacktown. Sacktown is Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings. So now you got De'Aaron Fox. All right, very young player, still needs to be developed. You got Marvin Bagley the third, very young player, still needs to be developed. And you have Buddy Hill, a very young player. Still needs to be developed. And i tell you what, Luke Walton has his work cut out for him. And we are, we're going to have to look at the Sacramento Kings two or three years from now. All right? That's a question that Coach Luke will be able to answer two or three years from now. But right now, I cannot say that Coach Luke Walton is a, a, a good nurturer of talent. So right now, to answer your question on the gram, um, Miss Young Lady, I can't say that he's a good nurturer of talent just yet. The verdict is still out. But thank you very much for that question. And you have an excellent rest of your holiday. Kawhi Leonard, in my opinion, will stay in Toronto. Like I told you in the beginning of All Things Basketball podcast, right, that Monsieur Ujiri rolled the dice and everybody was saying, listen, man, why would you invest in Kawhi Leonard? He wants to go back home. He wants to go back to Los Angeles. And Monsieur Ujiri didn't listen to anybody. He still made that trade and brought Kawhi Leonard to Toronto. And now Coach Luke, in my opinion, I feel he doesn't need to go anywhere else. He's made it to the championship. Now, did he need to uh, make it to the championship with high-caliber All-Stars? No. But I'll tell you what. The team he's playing with and the nucleus of players, they may not be high-caliber all-stars, but they're right there on the cusps, all right? Kyle Lowry is an all-star. Mark Gasol has been an all-star for most of his career. He's no longer an all-star, but he's right there under an all-star, all right? Pascal Siakam, right, is a young guy. He's a surging kid that will probably be an all-star in another three or four years. So I want to tell you that Kawhi Leonard really didn't need a bunch of all-stars to get to the NBA Finals. He just needed to he just needed to play at the high level that he always plays at and the core around him perform and don't do nothing out the norm, but play the game that you know how to play and that was good enough for the Toronto Raptors to make it to the NBA championship. But in my opinion right now, I feel Kawhi Leonard will sign a max deal with the Toronto Raptors. Why wouldn't he? Toronto loves him. Messiah Jury loves him. The building, the Toronto Raptors building, loves the ground Kawhi Leonard walks on. All right, he's coming from a very, very toxic situation in San Antonio. And the minute he got to Toronto, this organization embraced him. They really embraced him. So 
I don't see Kawhi Leonard leaving. And I said to you early on in a few podcasts before that if Toronto goes to the championship, not just win it, but goes to the championship, that Kawhi Leonard, I believe, will sign a long-term max deal with the Toronto Raptors. And I still believe it. And now here we have it. Here we have it, people, that Kawhi Leonard is going to an NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors. And it's just a beautiful thing. It couldn't happen to a better guy. And I tell you, he's definitely in my top three or four players in the league. Man, can he ball. And he doesn't make any waves. He doesn't run his mouth. He doesn't get in trouble. You barely know that he's in the facility if you don't say something to him. That's how quiet a guy Kawhi Leonard is. But he's a heck of a baller. And he always gives his maximum effort. And he's always playing at a high, high level. But what I believe, what Coach Luke believes, is that Kawhi Leonard is now, at this point, going nowhere. Now, he still can opt out. He still can opt out. But I would be highly, highly, highly surprised if he opts out and and becomes a free agent on the market. I mean, everybody looks for a comfort zone on their job. And I believe Kawhi Leonard has found that comfort zone in the Toronto Raptors. All right. And maybe when he when the trade happened, it was the unknown. Well, it was the unknown for the Toronto Raptors also. But at this point, with all the success that this team is having, I, I just don't see Kawhi Leonard leaving the, the, the Toronto Raptors at this point. So I really believe that Kawhi Leonard will sign a max deal with the Toronto Raptors at the end of the season. Now, he might explore other avenues and other teams, all right? He might just touch the market. And then again, he could opt out just to turn around and take Toronto's offer at the end of the day, maybe just to see what's out, what's out on the horizon, and then turn around and take the Toronto Raptors offer because he's going to get the max deal. You know, it's no ifs, buts about it. This player is going to get the max deal. There's several players that are on the fence for a max deal, but Kawhi Leonard, baby, he's not one of them. He's going to get the max deal. So I believe at All Things Basketball Podcast that Kawhi Leonard will sign a max deal with the Toronto Raptors. Once again, hit me up. Tap in. Tap on in. Let's go. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on, on Facebook. Tap in on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Hit the download button. Like, share, share your comments. Again, the Instagram is open for comments and questions. You know, we've been a little quiet. Let's go. Let's go, people. Game one, Thursday night. 
Golden, the defending champion, Golden State Warriors, against the team I've been talking about for most of the podcast, the Toronto Raptors. What a series. What a series. And that's why this podcast, episode 10, is called Championship. Golden State Warriors against the Toronto Raptors for the NBA title. What a series we're going to have, people. And I tell you, a lot of people say, oh, you know, Coach Luke, why are you saying that? I'm going to tell you why. It's the matchups. When you talk to Coach Luke, I'm just not the average fan. Now, I love fans of basketball, but I'm a dissector of talent. I have to be to be a coach. I look at talent through coaches' lenses. And I'm going to tell you, this series is not going to be a sweep. All right? It's not. The matchups, and actually I think the matchups favor the Toronto Raptors. Call me crazy if you want, but it favors the Toronto Raptors. Now, will the Toronto Raptors win this series? I believe they will, but it's going to be an uphill battle, and I'm going to tell you why. The same reason why Toronto beat Milwaukee was perimeter play. Now, the Golden State Warriors have the best perimeter play in all of the NBA. Come on, the Splash Brothers, come on. They have the best perimeter play in all of the NBA. So Toronto is going to have to attack them a whole different way. I don't think if it got into a a shootout, I really don't believe that the Toronto Raptors can win the series. But I feel that if they take it, play an inside-outside game, it gives them more of a chance to win because I don't believe Golden State is a deep team. I think Toronto is a little bit deeper on the bench and that plays a part, all right? So what has to happen, Toronto has to take the Golden State Warriors six or seven games and then attack them in those games to win this series, all right? And that's not what Coach Luke feels, all right? Now, here's the thing. Like I said, perimeter play. Toronto can win as far as perimeter play. But I'm going to tell you something. Remember who Toronto has. They have Kawhi Leonard, and he's a bad, bad boy, and he does not have to stay on the perimeter. He cause he's a slasher. He can turn it, he can do it all. So he can turn into a slasher and he can really, really hurt the Golden State Warriors. I'm letting you know that right now, people. Kawhi Leonard is the X factor in this series and he can really, really hurt the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to also tell you another X X factor. Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam is another slasher. Yes, he's green. Yes, he's young. And he's learning on the job, right? But he's going to give 
Draymond Green fits. If they don't put Andre Iguodala on Pascal Siakam, he's going to give um, Draymond Green fits. Now, I love Draymond Green. He does a lot for the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. But he's not going to be able to run up and down with Pascal Siakam. It's going to be hard because here's a, a Pascal Siakam is a freak of nature. He runs very fast. He's high energy. He's always jumping and moving around the perimeter. And I tell you, Draymond Green doesn't like to run that, not that much. He doesn't like to run that much. Now, is he the energizer for the Golden State Warriors? Of course, but in different ways. He's the energizer. So this series is going to be a very tight series. I don't want to hear people telling me it's going to go uh, uh, four games, five games top. I would really, Coach Luke would really be surprised if this game, this this series, I mean, the NBA Finals goes four or five games. I really would be surprised. Because again, like Coach Luke said, it's about matchups. Any series, it always comes down to matchups. And what happens in matchups is which way does the matchup favor which team? And I'll say this right now. There are a few matchups that favor the Toronto Raptors. Now they would have to exploit those matchups. Can they exploit them? We will find out starting Thursday night. And I can't wait. But we're going to find out if the Toronto Raptors can exploit all of the matchup problems that they pose to the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. But on the other hand, the perimeter play of the Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, are phenomenal. And if the Splash Brothers get extra hot, no one can beat the Golden State Warriors. But we're not banking on that, especially Coach Luke, because I already let you know who I'm pulling for. I already let you know who I feel is going to win the NBA Finals. And, hey, I'm going to stick to my guns. Now, I've been wrong before. So, you know, we'll go with that. And I know if I'm wrong on this, you know, my <laughs> my Instagram will start blowing up. Hey, Coach Luke, I told you so. All right. All right, but I'm going to stick with my pick, all right? And I'm going to let all my listeners know I'm picking Toronto in seven games. It's going to go the distance. It's going to go the distance. I'm telling you now. So I'm picking Toronto in seven games, all right? Now, if Golden State wins, it'll probably be less than seven games. But I don't think Golden State's going to win this series. I really, really believe Toronto has a matchup situation that's in their, to their benefit. They have a matchup situation that's to their benefit. And I want them, hopefully, to exploit that matchup problem that they pose to the defending champions, Golden State Warriors. But listen, 
We're here to enjoy the finals. And I hope everybody enjoys the finals. This is the last two two teams, people. The last two teams. And then, you know, we have the offseason. Um, someone asked me, well, what is All Things Basketball going to do, uh, a podcast going to do when the NBA season's over? Are you kidding me? Do you know how much basketball still goes on in the offseason? Don't you understand the WNBA is still going on? AAU, college recruits, All Things Basketball podcast never stops, baby. So keep on tapping in. Like I said, Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball on Facebook. Once again, hit the email button if you want good training. And we'll, you know, leave your information and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck and we, and there's more coaches by the minute that are, are leaving their applications and, and Coach Luke is interviewing them every week. So we got a lot of great coaches on deck. All right. Once again, download, hit the like button, share your comments. Come on. Let's go, people. It's for you. It's Memorial Day. It's, and it is the end of Memorial Day. And of course, episode 10, championship. All right. We finished with another banger. Episode 10, all things basketball. All right. So I'll see you guys on Wednesday. All right, for episode 11. Good night. God bless.